Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is in session. Okay, we are back with our last list of finals week. Mm -hmm. This is the top 25 songs of 2018. 25 songs from me, 25 songs from Cody. Absolutely. And here we are to give you those songs plus our 10 honor roll. Mm -hmm. So it didn't quite make our top 25. Had to still give them a mention. Of course. Know, of course. Good songs, good there are a lot songs. of great songs this year. Ton of great songs. So I know I mentioned in the last episode sort of how I did my top 10 for the albums. Mm -hmm. My songs I did a little bit differently as well. So there's a lot of songs from like individual artists that I could have easily put on a top 25 a as far as replayable replayability. For this list, I kept it to one song per artist mm -hmm. just to give you guys enough of a variety of music that I listened to this year. And not because some of these songs I put on weren't great. It's just that, you know, why would I give you a top 25 with 10 Brockhampton songs? Like, I'm not going to do that to you guys. Yeah. So I want to give you guys enough <laughs> Get variety. Some variety. Exactly. Yeah. So I give you some variety. So that's kind of how I did my list. Same. I, don't know how I, you, I did yeah. one. I did one song per artist. Per too. artist. Yeah, exactly. Keep everything oh, fair. Love it. Give everyone a good shot. I love it. So I guess we'll just jump right into the, yeah. our honor roll. Yeah, we'll go right through the honor rolls. Um, so quickly going to give you 10 songs that didn't quite make our list, but were worth mentioning. So my first song is Georgia Smith, I Am. Mm -hmm. Second one would be Pusha T's The Games We Play. Okay. Evidence, Runners featuring Defari. Great rap song. Trading Bars, these two. I don't think I even um, heard it. Yeah, really like low-key. Not a lot of people have heard of Evidence. If you haven't heard them, go check this uh, out. And in particular, go check out Runners because it is a dope track with some awesome lyricism. Streaky by Death Grips. Love that track. One of my favorites from them this year. Mm -hmm. Church's Miracle, which was everywhere. I know it was like the FIFA anthem song. Yeah. One of my favorite pop sort of house electronic EDM songs of the year. Love that track. Lil Peep made this list. Surprising. Lil That's Peep surprising. with Clams Casino production. Oh, that song was good. That song Four was good. Gold Chains. I was listening to this song constantly throughout the year. Love it. Go check this one yeah, out. A little bit of panic. Is that? Oh yeah, and now yeah. Panic sorry, sorry. I'm looking ahead at your list. No, no. Don't even worry it. about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if you like ASAP Rocky, go check out this little peep track. Yeah, four gold, four gold chains because it's really, really great. Um, I can't believe I'm even saying that I loved it as much as I do. Panic at the Disco, High Hopes. I love that song so much. I was really uh, towards the end of the year, really playing that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Twenty One Savage, a lot with J Cole. One of J Cole's recent, best recent, recent came out. Yeah. Just ju jumped on here. One of J. Cole's best features that he's had in, in by far in so long. 21 Savage's album, not too not too, too bad. Pretty yeah, surprising. It's a good, good not, step up. Eh, not, not the whole thing, but yeah. a lot of it was really, really solid. So go check that out. Uh, this is America just be, uh, by Childish Gambino just because I thought how profoundly influential and the sort of the stamp he put on, on that song, on that like, song. especially with the video too. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I thought it was just such a highlight this year. Deserved it. Yep. And my last song, Mick Jenkins... Gwendolyn's Apprehension. Okay. I had to bring up this song because it actually samples one of my favorite poems, you know, as an English teacher. Really? What, what poem? It, uh, what we, we Real Cool by Gwendolyn Brooks samples it, and it's fantastic. Huh. So anybody okay. that's an English nerd like me or loves Gwendolyn Brooks, go check this song out. I've been actually showing this song to a lot of my colleagues at work, and they're yeah. like, oh my God, this is so great because he <laughs> talks about his apprehensions as in relation to the apprehension that Gwendolyn Brooks had when yeah. she wrote the poem. No back kidding. in the 50s yeah during Boy, like right the, back to that yeah exactly wow. sort of during the Harlem Renaissance period when Gwendolyn Brooks Langston Hughes really on the scene in terms of poetry yeah so and, then, and obviously <laughs> that the jazz scene as well during that time so again that's a really great track as well that I really loved this year Mick Jenkins Gwendolyn's Apprehension so those are my top 10 alright not my top 10 excuse me my top, the on, my, honor my, roll right yes my <laughs> 10 honor yes. rolls so my honor roll I have a pretty kind of wide variety of artists here but so going straight through the list kind of stopping at ones I want to stop at more I got uh, Don't Get Chipped Vince Staples we uh, talked about that album on the top 10 albums list yeah that was on my top great 10. track I love that track a band that I'm not fully sure how to say their name so I'm just going to give it my best parquet guess parquet courts yeah, par I, yeah I said the T very hard the first time I said, I said like parquet courts the first time I, I mentioned them I think it's parquet courts it is but... parquet courts and their song Tenderness they're uh, some kind of like almost weird indie indie Brit style stuff definitely kind of out there I got uh, Caliucci's and After the Storm. That was that track featuring uh, Tyler the Creator. Super weird music video of like Tyler the Creator almost being like a grow a boyfriend thing. He's like a face coming out of the earth. Great I song though. I big fan of it. Big fan of it. Uh, Pusha T. If you know, you know. I honestly, huh. it, was, it was hard to pick a song off of this album. I got games we play. Uh -huh. And you got if you know, you know. Interesting. Yeah. So if anything, that just is a testament to how good that album was. I actually was surprised by this. 
Logic snuck onto my list here with the song One Day, mostly because of the beat and the hook. Like, the beat of it, for some reason, just, like, it reminded me of uh, a song that I was a fan of by Atmosphere. So it just kind of, like, kind of played off of that. So I, it snuck its way on there, honestly. I didn't like that track. I won't lie to you. Yeah. I didn't like it. It's, but it's, uh, I can see what the appeal of it. Yeah. So. It wasn't good enough that I wanted to put on the list, but it's a mention. Brockhampton, wait, great album that you were able to you were talking at length about on the last uh, on the last episode. Just a lot to talk about there, but that was my my favorite track off of it. Have uh, a rapper a lot of people haven't probably heard of in a while. Uh, Sky Zoo, he had a track. Heard Sky uh, Zoo Black. In a while. Yeah, he's he's kind of been. Uh, I shouldn't say underground because he's put albums out there, but just not really a lot of focus on him. But Black Sambo, that was a pretty good song by him this year. U.S. Girls, I just kind of got turned on to them very recently, and there's a song called Pearly Gates, so that made it onto my honor roll. Uh, really hard to describe what they even sound like, so I'm not going to even try. So just give that a listen and. See what you think about it. It's kind of it's kind of different, but I enjoyed it. And my last two, I'm only really putting on here because of how much they've pulled me outside of my normal comfort zone. One is Mitski with her song Nobody off of her most recent album. And the other is Casey Musgrave with Slow Burn on her album. Only really talking about one of them. Like, I'm not big into country, and Casey Musgrave is about as country pop as you can get like this day and age sure. you know, just kind of her girl with a guitar and singing so that song really kind of pulled me out of my comfort zone i was a big fan but yeah either cool. way those are my uh, my honor roll for this year a little not even not any overlap but a little artist overlap but yeah now we're getting into this top 25 into the songs top 25 songs so the way we'll format this i'll give my 25 through 21 yep we'll quickly go through those and just give you an idea what they're going to sound like you know not really much in the way of reviewing the tracks just kind of what you're in for if you do choose to look at it so we'll go five for five until we'll say the top 10 yeah and then top 10 we'll just start going one for one, one back for and one. forth and, and see what happens sounds great all right so my number 25 song i have hang out at the gallows by father john misty it's probably my favorite indie track of the year i mentioned it was one of my honorable mentions for the album his album uh, god's favorite customer mm-hmm. i love this song it's oh so great go check go check it out if you love like bonnie Vare or indie artists like that i really would really definitely recommend it Number 24, Mac Miller with Ladders. Rest in peace, Mac. R.I.P. Uh, the epic instrumentation on this song, Jazzy Horns. Just such a fun track. Number 23, I have Dermot Kennedy's Moments Past, Ooh, the Mike Dean good, remix. That's a good pick. Oh, bro. I I'm came a big back fan to this, of I came back to this track constantly this year. Uh, honestly shocked. It's unfortunate it wasn't higher, but I think it's honestly the best vocal performance of the year. Yeah. I will give it that. And I just love the chopped up, like layered, raspy vocal sample that is on here. That's um, what he's known for. If you like that, dive oh, in, dive love in. Singer songwriter, beat progression is awesome with the synths. Kennedy's vocal delivery is just crazy passionate. Love this track. Love it, love it, love it. Go check it out. My number twenty-two track is Kamasi Washington Ooh. with Fists of Fury. Nice. One of my favorite jazz songs of the year. The say. organ starting right as it starts. Have you, have you heard the song? Oh yeah, I've. I've you like I was the album? A big fan of the album. Yeah. The album's good. The album's long. I'll just. You know, yeah. <laughs> just a precursor. It's freaking long, but if you love like jazzy instrumentation and you're just kind of chilling, you know, for me, I love it because it puts me in. I like to listen to it maybe like on my way to, to work, work sometimes, mood, yeah. or even before I go to bed. It's very cool. The organ starting with the bongos and then the bass line comes in and that progression is amazing. I love it. And the choir sample with the trumpets, oh my god! And then that piano sample halfway through mm-hmm. was just so good. Uh, there's just so much going on on this song, and it just sonically like grabs your attention and like really holds it. Yeah. Uh, very cinematic. Uh, again, one of my favorite jazz songs of the year, not even close. So Kamasi Washington, Fist of Fury. If you like the song, definitely check out the album. And then finally, number 21 on my list is John Bellion's The Internet. Nice. Uh, love the message of the song, the, uh, how the internet has all made us famous. You know, mm-hmm. like no one cares if you're happy just as long as you, you claim fit, it. Yeah. I love that line. Yep. Perfect commentary on the social media. Right, yeah. right. No one cares if you have it just as long as you think you do. Mm-hmm. Like, or just, just as long, excuse me, just as long as they think you do. Yep. Really, really great track here. Uh, so many great vocal ad libs, the instrumentation, the wild horns. There's just so much energy here. Uh, this it's instrument. A great song. Oh, it's such a great song. Great Instrumentally, song. it might be my favorite track <clears throat> of the year. So, moving over, my 25 through 21. At 25, I had uh, Kids See Ghosts coming in with uh, the track Fourth Dimension. I felt 
almost like I was back in my room hearing uh, like any track off like Man on the Moon um, for the first time, for the first time ever. Yeah. Like this was really the vibe I got off of this album in general, but especially this track. Really chill rap, you know, like it's it's Kid Cudi kind of getting back to what made Kid Cudi Kid Cudi in the first place. I my, can't bite my tongue. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, you'll have more to say on that. My 24 is this uh, brother-sister duo of Lawrence with their song Probably Up. It's a track basically about being awake during the night, writing songs when almost everyone else would be asleep. They're really funky, lots of horns, lots of jazz-influenced instrumentation. Uh, big fan of them, great live shows. At number three was Kyra, 23, number three. Wow, I'm jumping way ahead of myself here. <laughs> number um, 23. Yeah, number 23 is someone who I actually hated at first because I just didn't quite get it and until I saw them do their songs live. Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers with their song Peach Scone. This song kind of caught fire on social media for a while uh, as they were doing a campaign for getting NPR Tiny Desk. It almost sounds like spoken word slam poetry just delivered over some really lo-fi guitars and very basic minimalist percussion it's basically a bunch of people sitting around playing instruments one of them wrote a poem and is just yelling it and like really like intense over the top big fan of that like i said it's a lot of like spoken word style stuff so don't be looking for crazy flows just be looking for cool stories number 22 i have my own personal favorite rapper it's uh, aesop rock and tobacco with their song Corn Maze. It's the second track they've released this year under the name Malibu Ken. There's a full-length project coming up. Anyone who's listened to Aesop before, this is basically what you would come to expect from him. It's really dense lyricism. His flows are a little tough to get into at certain times, but I think there's a lot there. Really intricate stuff. I love the track, so I would check it out if you want some more underground kind of weird style rap. And 21... I have Super Organism, who I mentioned uh, on my top uh, albums of the year list. I think they were an honor roll. Super Organism with the song Everybody Wants to Be Famous, which is actually kind of interesting because you had similar to John Bellion. And it's basically almost the same thing of everybody really so wants to be famous and have an audience that cares about what they're doing. So they just pretend like they do all the time and on every social media outlet that you can possibly have. This band has been described, again, as the sound of millennialism. So it's really indie, really like lo-fi cuts. Big fan of Superorganism. Into the top 20s? Into the top 20. Into the top 20s. Into the top 20 we go. Okay, so my number 20 track is The Weekend Wasted Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really great electronic influences here from Abel. And his performance is fantastic as always. I'm a huge weekend guy. Well, it's amazing how much effect he's really had on like kind of the music sound. Oh my god! He's yeah. like he's kind of now almost the face of like how pop music is made and what it sounds like. Yeah, Starboy was one of my favorite uh, songs. I believe it was 20. I mean, sorry, Starboy was one of my favorite albums of 2016. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 17. I think it was 16. That was definitely one of my favorite albums of 2016. I think that that was the year. But anyway, so. Wasted Times, The weekend, the vocal sample and ad-lib breakdown on the back of the hook is actually probably my favorite part of this song. And what really brought me back as far as like how catchy it is. And then just obviously, he's talking about stuff he's talking, he always talks about. Great track. Number 19, uh, No Name. Uh, my girl, absolutely love it. Ace, uh, Smino and Saba. Not a lot to say on this track other than it's just this gorgeous, soulful, eclectic. It's really just an incredible song. I, I love it. I I have more to say about that one. That was, so I'll hold my tongue for a little bit, but that that was definitely a Ace, fantastic track. Great track. 18 is going to be Flatbush Zombies with Trapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably my favorite song off Vacation in Hell. The zombies get a little introspective and deep. Some dark production, some equally gruff but yet vulnerable lyricism here. Michi Darko comes in with a freaking fantastic verse on the back end of this song. Very, he talks a lot about how like he's had suicidal tendencies and things like that. So mm-hmm. really just kind of, like I said, brings a lot of vulnerability here. Uh, number 17 is Anderson Pack's Bubblin'. One of his most energetic and infection, infectious rap songs of his career, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, this was a huge highlight to me in terms of like the mainstream music this year. This was my uh, summer, basically. Oh my summer. God, I bumped this all the time in the summertime. Bubbling was a song I came back to a lot. So yeah, that was my number 17 track. If you have not by chance heard Bubbling, 
You have to go and listen to it. You have to actually go watch the music video. Yes, yes, absolutely. The music video is great. Number 16, I got Sylvan LeCue's Grateful. Gorgeous song with piano and some string instrumentation. If you haven't heard of Sylvan LeCue, I don't know if I have. He's in Logic's camp. And he used to okay. open for Logic a lot. I, to be honest with you, a few, me and a few of my friends, we've seen him perform multiple times when we used to go see Logic at like Paradise yeah. Rock Club in Boston. Yeah. And he would open for him a lot. And they he used to go under the name Quest. And then he changed his name halfway through his career to Sylvan LeCue. And he's dropped a couple of really amazing projects. This project in particular didn't quite make my year-end album list. It was yeah. Apologies in Advance as the album. So if you like this track, Grateful, check out the rest of the album because it's really, really good. And the message here is just, you know, being grateful for the blessings you have, humbling yourself in life, and just, you know, overall being a better person. And actually, the second verse on this album, on this song, excuse me, is probably one of my favorite verses of the whole year. Really? Yeah. So I'll have to give this a listen. Check it out. I don't think I've even heard it. Sylvan LeCue, <laughs> Grateful. Fantastic song. So that was, that was your 16, right? That's my 16. All right. Well, jumping over then, my 20 is a band who... Caught a uh, mention, I think, in my honorable mentions of albums of the year. They are an English uh, punk group idols, and the song is Danny Nadelko, who I'm pretty sure is named after another like British-English punk band's frontman. I'm not sure about that one. But my big thing with this song that I really like is that it has all of those grimy sounds that you're kind of accustomed to with anything punk. You're kind of expecting really overdriven guitars and kind of banging on the drums the whole time. But what set it apart was that there was actually really, really catchy and upbeat, which is kind of uncharacteristic of punk, instrumentation during the chorus. The chorus of it is super upbeat and kind of light. There's these chorus of like yaz going on over the top of it. And if that didn't really make it enough, the whole song is basically based around immigration and how, like, some oh, of wow. his favorite people are immigrants. And, like, I think he says, like, my blood brother's an immigrant, my something's an immigrant, my something's an alien. Just kind of touching on the idea that, like, everybody as a whole creates society. And so, I don't know, I was really, I was impressed by that, like, motive behind the song. Hmm. Coming in at number 19, I have Lil Wayne, Uproar. Wow. And who would have thought in 2018 I would be saying that Lil Wayne had one of my favorite songs of the year just because of the, you know, the the drought that we've kind of been in as well, far as very Lil Wayne. That song's very nostalgic. Exactly. And that's what it, made it on the list for me. Like it was Swiss Beats Beat is just it, insane. It brought me right back to being like in 2009, getting ready for school, watching like MTV's or VH1's video music hour yes. or something in the morning. And just, like, the whole time, I can just think of, like, the Dave Chappelle, like, shoulder-popping dance move. Just, like, the whole track, top to bottom, is catchy. And it's just kind of Lil Wayne being back at almost his, like... I don't want to say his prime, because that would probably offend some people. But, I don't know, really putting a strong effort in that song. Coming in at number 18 was an artist I just heard about for the first time this year. Uh, Janelle Monet and her track, Make Me Feel. It was a very good album, I will say. A lot of people had this really highly rated. It was this high was, on a lot of people, This was probably yeah. my favorite song off of it. I was kind of strange, like shaky on it at first because there's this one really strange vocal line. It's kind of disharmonious, but it really grew on me eventually, mostly just because of how catchy the instrumentation is and the suggestiveness in Janelle's vocal delivery is just kind of dripping off of the microphone and especially even the title of the song make me feel like you can actually feel what she's trying to like get across to us coming in at number 17 is another kind of no-name guy off of the rhyme sayers label uh, his name is prof the track is andre the giant he released an album this year that is just so much fun it's it's rap that doesn't take itself too seriously and you can tell he's just kind of sitting there being wild and wacky with it and that's why the album itself didn't make it on my album list because that's kind of a very particular section of rap. So as a whole album, it gets played out by the end. Fell to the wayside a bit. Yeah, but on individual tracks, my God, is it so much fun to listen to. So if you're looking for some upbeat, funny, charismatic rap that's really unique sounding, give Prof a listen. And at number 16, Earl Sweatshirt gets a uh, track off of his new album hmm. coming in with, uh, I'd probably pronounce it wrong, but Azakar. It is a great track. That's probably my favorite track <clears throat> on, that, on that album, believe it or not. I think so, too. It, it's it's experimental, but it's still catchy enough. It, like The experimental nature doesn't take away from that. The whole song is basically about him dealing with his depression for the past year and how he copes with it. 
And especially that part, I think, is something that a lot more people are starting to relate to more often, which is really nice to hear a rapper talk about it so plainly and open. I love, so, I love the chimes and the, uh, yes, the production yes. and then the vocal sample where it kind of it breaks off and restarts again. Yeah, on really like cool. a really weird part of the beat there, it restarts. Yeah, That's right. It's yeah. really dope. Definitely, definitely earning on a, earning its spot on my uh, my top twenty five. So yeah, sixteen Earl Sweatshirt. Great. All right, now we're into the, our top fifteens, right? Get, get into the meat of it. Number fifteen track of the year goes to Jack White. Over and over and over. This track was probably my favorite rock. No, not probably. Definitely my favorite rock song of the year. The energy is just unbelievably infectious. We, uh, my roommates and I, saw Jack White live at Boston really? Calling this that year. That was awesome. Oh my god, it was fantastic. He was really, really talented. Uh, one of the best guitar players I've ever seen live. Yeah, he's, he's he's phenomenal. Great. His personality really just comes out on this track, like super infectious. I love the guitar chords and just the progression, and then how it kind of plays really nicely with the drum and cymbal line. It's just a really fun song. Yeah. And it's really upbeat, like crazy abrasive, just like ah, in your face. It's just the in your face. Time, yeah. Exactly. It's amazing. Uh, I really love that track. Didn't expect it out of Jack White. Me neither, but I really loved it. It's nice. And now kind of going on the other end of the spectrum from crazy, fun, loud, noisy, it's a little more minimalist, soft, relaxed. Basically my highlight from Astro World, Stop Trying to Be God, Travis Scott mm-hmm. featuring James Blake and Stevie Wonder with, yeah. a, with a little bit of Kid Cudi ad-libs here too. It's airy, it's spacey, it's vibrant, it's textured. Travis... Travis's stripped back delivery here I find very beautiful it adds very nicely to the actual overall sound to the song the humming ad-libs in the back from Cuddy really just give it another uh, layer to me James Blake's performance on the back end of this track is phenomenal in my opinion it's one of my favorite guest features from Astroworld and he plays his vocals play so nicely with Stevie Wonder's harmonica at the back end of this track I just think it's such a gorgeous gorgeous mm-hmm. song Travis really blew me away with this one. I thought he went in a direction with this track I didn't think he would ever go. And uh, so that's worked out. Oh, worked out f- so well. I uh, love this track. Found myself coming back to it, coming back to it all year long. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 13. Post Malone, man. He had hell of a year. Gotta I'm not going to. Yeah. He really did. Paranoid. Probably my favorite song from Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Yep. It's one of his most passionate performances to date, in my opinion. Uh, his vocal inflections are amazing here. I just really love the sentiment that he's talking about here. I won't get like too too into it, but just obviously just about being, you know, paranoid and your general, decision yeah. in your decision making throughout life and how you know your paranoias will hold you back. I think it's super catchy and heartfelt. I just really love this track a lot. Number tw- hard not to. oh hard to oh, hard not to love this track. Number twelve, the internet's roll. I. Dude, this song, man, it's the grooviest song you'll hear, hear all year, it, it, by far. I actually don't know if I listen to this. Go check this out. It, they're a funk band, sort of out of... Uh, so it's got Sid. She's in it. She's okay. in the internet. It's uh, they're, they're kind of affiliated with Kendrick, but also The Odd Future. Their <laughs> album was really good. Go check it out if you haven't heard it. This song, though, if, if anything, you want to hear a really groovy, jazzy... It just makes you want to get up and dance. This track is just so much fun. Very soulful as well. Definitely just one of my overall like favorite tracks of the year. Uh, it was hard not putting it higher. Uh, there was just so many great tracks this year, I felt like. But again, if you want something really super groovy, go check this out. It is just... Ugh. I know I'm going to listen to it now. Go for it. It's I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed by this track. Uh, and then number 11. It was really hard to not put a song off FM. Yep on this list for Vince Staples but unfortunately or rather fortunately depending on how you want to look at it a song came out before FM that I loved even more Mm -hmm. Uh, Get the Fuck Off My Dick (laughs) I freaking love this song man ask anybody like especially all my roommates I played this song when we moved in together I must have played this song like all the time like almost every day I love this track Uh, the piano sample with the synth build up is just so amazing to me Lyrically, actually, probably one of my favorite tracks of the year. Not exactly with what he's saying, but just his flow patterns and the delivery. It just made, kept me coming back over and yeah. over again. I love that it had the, uh, the like GoFundMe page along with it, too. Yes. It was like, oh, fund my lifestyle, and I'll just disappear forever. <laughs> so, this, oh, this track, funny dude. Oh, uh, Vince Staples, Get the Fuck Off My Dick. I love this song. So really fun. do. It's a great, fun, fun track. Yeah, well, I mean, he had uh, he had an honor roll, or an, like, an honor roll mention for me, uh, too, with Don't Get Chipped. So definitely a good year for him. But good year for, so Vince. for me coming in at number fifteen, 
is another group that I just kind of got uh, like or sent my way very recently by I've mentioned him a few times an old roommate of mine who usually is my resource for a lot of like rock music that's coming out and the uh, artist is Sleep the song name is the Marijuanauts theme <laughs> and so these guys are self-described as stoner metal I would really really relate them to there's a, a band called The Sword they have an album that came out a while ago called Age of Winters that's basically exactly the same thing. You can tell that they were super influenced by this. It's just really fuzzy guitars that are dripping in effects. The riffs that don't really rely on being fast and flashy. It's more just really powerful, like almost old school sounding, like Black Sabbath type guitar riffs. And I don't know, it's just some good old fashioned rock music. The vocals are pretty rough, but that's kind of what you would expect. It's not the like soaring high 80s metal vocals. It's more just the kind of the singer can't really sing that well. So he does his best job type vocals. But I, I love it. It's, it's some great like kind of low key, almost spacey type metal. Coming in at 14 was J. Cole with KOD. And now this is actually a really hard choice for me between this track and ATM because hmm. I listened to both of them probably just as much. In the end, KOD ended up winning out. I don't have a ton that I can say about this other than just like the flow patterns on it were just yeah. so catchy, especially in the hook. They're like, this here, what you call the flip. Like it just yeah, matched everything really so dope. well. And it just kind of kept, you would keep playing in my head for like days after until I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta go and listen to this song again. And Give it its uh, give it its shot. My favorite track from that album, believe it or not, was Friends. Friends, that was another good one. That was another, another good one. bag smoke the day. I, I just I thought that was so catchy. Like, I yeah. liked the album. I liked the album a lot. Yeah. It wasn't enough to get it onto the the top. I guess technically twenty because we had the ten honor rolls. Right. But yeah, it was it was really good. Yep. I I liked the Me low too. deep bass in this song too. So I don't. It was it was a great track. Kod, thirteen already got mentioned once now i get to talk about it again i spoiled no one name. of yours for once because you spoiled like all my albums last <laughs> last uh episode man. i know every, you get that was like every track i'm like oh sorry, john bellion glory one. sound prep yeah earl sweatshirt some rap songs yeah. i was just like oh okay that's like the whole my whole, my whole top list dead. is gone whatever no, so kidding. at least now I, I get to experience that too i get sent back in me <laughs> but we got no name with ace featuring smino and saba I this was really tough to not put into my top ten. I'm glad like, I both, I, I'm glad it both made our list regardless. Oh, it, it's such it a good deserved song. it. It was so good, and I I think if we were just going verse by verse, Saba's verse on this might have been my favorite verse of like the year out of almost anybody, and that's saying a lot considering how much I liked Saba's solo project too. Right, right. I mean, that was my number one album of the year, and it's gonna have another place on this list too. Um, but like, it's just it. There's a vocal sample that's repeated in the background. It kind of gives like a really good sense of home throughout the whole course of this beat. Smino's jazz style vocals always are something I'm a fan of. It took me a second to get into it at first when I first like heard him, but eventually it kind of took hold. Really big fan of the fact that he put out a uh, an unintentional track and shot put reference because he said like so he, I think he says you put me in my feels. But it, it, I took it as a shot put reference. So if that was intentional, thank you, uh, Smino, for <laughs> giving us a shout out. Shot putters everywhere. But no, like everything about here is just really endearing, really nice to listen to. I love the track. Ace by No Name would give it a listen. Coming in at number 12, I have another rock artist named Delta Sleep with their track After Dark. Their album, um, I think, did also make it onto my... Uh, my honor roll. If not, I probably should have put it on my honor roll because I really like it. It's kind of a mix of math rock with a little Indian. You influence. had it. You had it on there. Yeah, sure. they did. They did. Right yep. I yep. remember talking about this. It's all coming back to me. It's mostly in the vocals. The vocals you can hear the indie and the punk influence big time. I just really was a big fan of this album. Um, it was cool hearing all those different influences collide. And uh, number eleven, of course. Uh, this, this, yeah, of course. This made it onto your list. It had to. It had to. Tierra Black. Uh, it was really tough to not pick any saw like all of the songs because they're so short but if I had to pick just one it was Hungry Hippo I mentioned in the album list that this was basically one of the songs that in 60 seconds felt like a fully fleshed out track like it had a hook it had a verse it had another hook it was open and closed it was perfect I won't say too much about it because I did talk about it in the last uh, the last episode but I don't know it's just a super funny song that's really easy to get into and probably my favorite off of that uh, that 15 minute long album. Dope. But now we find ourselves 
in the top 10. Top 10. We have the top 10 We're back. coming in. We're yeah. back into the top 10. What do you got? My top, my number 10 track of the year. Believe it or not, <laughs> it's going to be pretty su- surprising that I actually loved this song as much as I did. And I, regardless, I will say this, the precursor, when I first heard this song, I was like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> like, this sucks. Like, turn it off, right? And then I heard it again. And I heard it again, and I heard it again. And slowly. And slowly but surely, mm-hmm. I found myself loving this song. It's like my guilty pleasure of the year, basically. Yeah. I, to the point now where I listen to this, like, still. Almost every day. Yeah. I'm talking about Tiesto's Jackie Chan <laughs> with wow. Post Malone. Wow. I'm not kidding, man. It's Post getting another mention. Right. Well, it's not Post Malone song, well, yeah. so yeah, technically yeah. it's oh, Tiesto's. It works. it works. So, yeah, yeah. So, that's, there's my precursor there. But... It has to be one of my one of my most played songs of the year, and that's why it's on here. Yeah, I mean, it's like my favorite house song of the year as well. So uh, I just think it has just a really great performance from Post Malone. I love the guitar chords here; I find them super catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, like I just listen to this song Good so track. much all year long. It's just so fun to just jam out to. So, yeah, that's my jam Can't of the year. You. Can't blame you, Jackie Chan, Tiesto, Post Malone. <laughs> so switching up the format a bit, we're just gonna kind of go blow for blow here. And my number 10 was Georgia Smith with Teenage Fantasy off that new album that I also held in very high regards. And man, is this song just so catchy, especially the chorus. I feel like it's something that a lot of people can relate to of either, there's one or two interpretations, either you have this idea in your head of like what your ideal relationship would be like, and then you find yourself in that relationship in a more realistic sense and you kind of start realizing this wasn't everything I kind of chalked it up to be which is kind of one interpretation the other one that I thought was maybe like people at one point had this teenage fantasy of what they wanted and they knew it and then they kind of changed over time what their preferences were and kind of lowered their standards until they get to a point where they end up having someone who fit that old fantasy but now they've changed to a point where they don't really want that anymore but either Mm -hmm. way I think the song is very relatable for a lot of people. It's really smooth. It's really catchy. Some great vocals from Georgia, as always. Great. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's it. a good track. Would that's recommend a good track. It. My number nine track of the year. Uh, it's gonna go to J Rock here. And it's okay. gonna go off of his new album Redemption or uh-huh. newish album that came out over the summer. I'm going with Broke. Okay. This song, man. The, like we uh, we love, both love piano. I was gonna say the piano. the pianos always the, get me in. Oh, the piano on this beat is just so haunting, and J Rock rides this beat so smoothly, and he's a, but he's aggressive with it, and his subject matter is some of my favorite of the year. Sort of just like being who you are, no matter like you know where you are socially, and then um, and he talks a lot about like you know the black struggle in America. Like yeah. there's a ton of subject matter he hits on this track. I won't go through all of it right now. Definitely a song that I felt like I was going back to constantly this year. Yeah, sounds good. Well, on the opposite end of the music spectrum from J-Rock, my number nine is uh, Boy Genius with their track, Me and My Dog. Specifically, I don't know if I can do this or not, but specifically the live version. Actually, what am I saying? You can do this. It's our podcast. Of course I can do this. You can do this. Specifically the live version at Brooklyn Steel that they did for Pitchfork. There's a video you can find on YouTube for it. I mentioned before Boy Genius. It's a group of three indie singer-songwriters, Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridges, and Lukey Dacus. Lucy Dacus, excuse me. And the song is kind of right up their alley, a very slow, kind of melancholy track. It's all about uh, like a relationship that the point of view of the person singing the song was in with somebody where they were so in love with each other and everything that they would they would even like forget to eat when they were around each other because they were just so enveloped in each other's energy and aura. And they would like stay up all night with each other and everything. But eventually they get pulled apart for one reason or another. And the end of the song is basically the singer wishing that they could go back to those times. There's a line that says, like, oh, I want to be emaciated. I think that's a play on earlier in the song when they said they weren't eating because they were with each other. I don't know. It's it's another one of those really relatable songs about relationships. And especially with this one, it's one where it seems like everything was great. And then it just kind of splits apart for no real reason. It's something a lot of people have dealt with. So very, very relatable. Some nice, smooth indie uh, feels here. Would recommend it if you can watch the live version. You'll know why once Lucy or once Phoebe starts hitting those high notes. Number eight. Number eight. Number, number eight, eight slots on both of our lists. 
Uh, my number eight track of the year is going to go to Kanye West. It's going to go to Ghost Town. Okay. Featuring Party Next Door and Kid Cudi. Yeah. Epic instrumentation on here. Oh my God. So many epic moments on this mm-hmm. track in general for me. Kanye was killing it with things like, with moments like that Dude, on these albums this oh, year. I love this song. Party Next Door's vocals at the beginning are super passionate. Mm-hmm. I love Cudi's opening verse and his hook is really, really infectious and great. And then, and then Kanye's got an awesome performance here too. It's just such a great sing-along track, like that whole, and nothing hurts anymore, yeah. I feel kind of free. Like, I just yeah. love, you can just belt that stuff out. Exactly. And it just gives you such a, it's such a feel-good track, but also he, in the song he's talking, it's a lot more like, you know, focused on the mental health of the like, mental aspect. mental aspect of it, of like, exactly. And, you know, it relates to this, the name of the song as well, where sometimes we just need to sort of sit back, take a moment relax be alone right be in our yeah. ghost town right yeah. like with us with ourselves and uh you know sort of letting go a lot of these just different the worries uh, and things like that, that exactly 100 you know? i think the guitar chords are groovy it, oh my god just this song sonically to me i just kept coming back to it all year one of my favorites of the year by far and not that i loved yay but yeah, there were certain moments that kind of lost me but mm-hmm. ghost town was definitely like a highlight and i remember when i first heard this album and I heard Ghost Town, I was like, okay, oh yeah. Like, yep, this, is, this, is it. This, this is it. So, yeah, Ghost Town, Kanye West at number eight. Solid choice. Solid choice. Honestly, that that's an album I probably should have given a little bit more uh, representation in my lists. But for me, number eight, a uh, band I've already mentioned because they made it onto my album list, Polyphia, with their track Goat. I already said before a lot about how these were some math rock guys who previously were really typeset into like the airy, spacey style, like upbeat, major scale type songs. In this, they really pulled a lot out of like the current trap trends of everything being kind of dark and mysterious. And with the um, drum lines being a lot more focused around like hi-hat riffs and everything, it's such a strange change in sound. I love it the harmonics that the guitars use during this as well like little pinch harmonic accents is something that i think almost adds a secondary like percussion line to it because even though it's being played by the guitar and it's part of the melody the places that they chose to put those in almost complement the drum track and everything i i just feel like as far as math rock is concerned and purely instrumental they probably get my number one spot in terms of like that genre this year. So number cool. eight, Polyphia Goat. I would check this out. It's a great song. Awesome. Number sevens, lucky number sevens. Mm-hmm. Cody, would you believe that I like a song with a piano sample? No, I that no. doesn't sound. That doesn't sound. Uh, it's just this is just a recurring theme in terms of my. Taste. I hate them. You know. I yeah, I know him. you hate them too. <laughs> I know you mentioned Uproar from Lil Wayne's yep. The Carter Five. Love yep. that track. But you want to know a song I liked even better? What song? Let it all work out. Mm. Oh my God, this song. If there's gonna man. be any song that you said had to be better than Uproar, that would be it. This would be it. Like I said, piano sample and amazing. Of course, it catches me. Duh. Mm-hmm. Sampha's vocal sample on the chorus and also throughout the track is really nice. My favorite part of this song, though, and maybe my favorite verse of the year. I know I mentioned that Sylvan LeCue's Grateful, that second verse is one of my favorite verses of the year. It's tough. It's either that one or Let It All Work Out, the very back end verse where Lil Wayne is talking about the moment where he accidentally shot himself and how it wasn't really an accident. And he goes through, if you haven't listened to the song, haven't listened to that verse go check it out because it's like mind-blowing i love the colorful picture that he paints for this and the emotion he has in this song lil wayne really came back with some really great songs this year oh it was a huge return to form Mm -hmm. so happy to hear it let it all work out number seven lil wayne i mean that's a that's a solid pick i it's making me almost regret picking uproar but i'm gonna stick with my stick with my gut on that one you know stick with my gut stick stick with your gut (laughs) for me number seven uh was john bellion JT. So I know you picked the internet. I picked JT. I mean, it's really tough to pick between those two songs for me. What really won me over for JT was the hook. The hooks on JT were just so catchy. I didn't like JT when it first came out, Mm -hmm. but then when I heard it in the album and I got to listen to the album a lot more, it really grew on me. And then it actually became one of my favorite songs. And I was flip-flopping too. Yeah. But I just loved the internet's message behind the internet. Oh, it's something that everybody can relate to. Like, yeah, that's, that's something. But that, JT's great too. It's it's really and like deservably so of your seven spot. Yeah, like it's the thing that really pulled me in too was the last I think two hooks have that choir that comes in over the back too, and it's only on certain words, 
which I think is a huge benefit to this song. Some I feel like sometimes people overuse the choirs and yes. think, oh, it's going to be good just because there's a choir. Like, no, it's how you use your choir accompaniment. Like, just because you have it doesn't mean you arranged it well. And he arranged it perfectly where they're just kind of echoing certain words that he's saying in the hook. So it's super catchy. It gives this, like, great feeling. I've been listening to this probably almost every morning going to work, just trying to, like, wake myself up and get ready to get in there and be in the school for the whole day. So, I don't know, great song, great bridge into the hook, and just massive, massive catchy hook. So, yeah, number seven, John Bellion, JT. Awesome. And we're close to the top five. Not we're quite, but our number six. I'm excited about this one. You're excited for your number I'm six? For my number I'm excited for Me too. For my, I'm excited for you know, my top well, yeah, five. I'm excited, all, I'm excited all of, for all of All the tracks right. we've talked about. <laughs> uh, this track for me, number six, coming in, ASAP Rocky, Changes. Okay. I know I talked about on my top that ten. Album tops, yeah. That album was my ten album of the year. Yeah. And I talked about so many of the tracks that I loved on there, but my favorite track from this album was Changes. And I loved the beat switch especially on that second part. So I love the very beginning where it's just like that very simple guitar chord and ASAP is kind of rapping over this eerie sort of guitar chorded beat. And then we kind of switches really back to a boom bap mm -hmm. style and he really comes in with a more like double time flow, which I really loved. The backing vocals here throughout the whole song was really kind of what brings the whole song together despite the different beat changes. So yeah. it was really cool. And then towards the back end of the song, it goes back to the original beat. And, uh, and then he starts getting a little really introspective. And he talks about you know, how isolated he's become, how so social media, again, this has kind of been like our theme about like 2018, media, people yeah. talking about social media and how it affects people. He's talking about how it's detrimental to his mindset of him to look on Facebook or Instagram and see a bunch of his exes with their new boyfriends or yeah. their new significant others, whatever have you. And he's sort of reflecting on, you know, are they really happy? Are they just posting these pictures to, like, you know, to get, get me, image, to yeah. get at me? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like this. It's a little bit selfish that he's thinking that, oh, just because this girl is posting this. That, that it's, like, aimed at me. Right. Yeah. Posting this picture of his, her new boyfriend and, and her that it's aimed at him. Yeah. When it probably realistically yeah. isn't. And he's really kind of recognizing that. And he's like... Are they really happy or are they just getting at me? But Well, and it's interesting that, like, that's a theme that's even been present going back to, like, the Beatles. You're so vain, you probably think this song's about you. Exactly. Like, so it's something that's always kind of been relevant to society, but now, especially with social media, it's, like, right in your face. Like, yeah, all, all the time, you can read almost anything as being a subtweet at you or, like, aimed at you in some way, you know? Exactly. So I think he's recognizing that, you know what, maybe it's, it's probably not, but... I'm only taking it as that because I'm looking at it from this perspective. Exactly. And so it's just this whole song about changing your mindset. I just think it's one of his best songs he's he's done. So I really love this track. ASAP Rocky changes. Go check it out. Your number six. So what my is it? number six. My number six is Earth Gang with Earth Gang. their song Up, which love isn't it. technically released yet while we're recording this because they've only performed it on the uh, like the colors YouTube page where they have like live performances and stuff. Uh, JID did one for working out before his album dropped. Earth Gang has an album dropping soon, so they did th this performance of Up. And man, like I don't think I've heard this amount of energy get put out by people since like Outcast. And I know it's already probably a, I, I'm playing right up your alley with the Outcast, Outcast. things. I know you love them, but like it might be a little early to say that they're like the next coming of Outcast or something like that. I won't go that far. But it's definitely the vibes I catch off of them, especially the, um, I don't want to call him the front man because I don't know if they kind of share responsibility or if one of them is the one who takes it more often. But the first guy who goes, Johnny Venus, he just delivers this, honestly, levels of charisma that I've only seen out of like Anderson Pack in recent uh, in mm -hmm. recent days where it just looks like he's having so much fun. And the music isn't something that he's practiced, it's just coming out of him. While he's singing, while he's rapping, he goes from being super loud and basically yelling these high notes to literally getting up and like whispering into the mic to make sure that he's following the production when during its highs and lows. The second verse comes in with Dr. Dot. It's a little restrained at first because he's kind of playing off of the vocals that Johnny Venus was doing. But once he gets into his actual like rapping style and his actual verse, then you can tell, okay, this is this guy's kind of area of specialty. Uh, specialty. 
I, I'm just so excited for this album, honestly. Like, these are guys that I've slept on forever, and I saw this song, they're and great. now it's made me want to get into them so much more, especially because they're, like, a dream, another Dreamville artist. They've collaborated with J.I.D. a bunch of times. Yes. So if you just want, like, upbeat, fun, just, like, crazy energy, I would go and watch this performance. It's it's nuts. It's an experience, man. Uh, top five. My number five track of the year mm -hmm. is going to go to Meek Mill. Okay. What's free? Jay-Z and Rick Ross. Ooh. Can't say I loved championships front to back, but what's free, dude? When when it got to this part in the track listing, I don't think I even listened to the second half of the album till like the next week because I couldn't stop listening to, to what's that free. Song. Yeah. Just, just dude, it's incredible. Rick Ross starts this track with one of his better verses in quite a while. Like they all all three guys now, while the only gripe I have with the song is they don't have a ton of chemistry between the three, but that's yeah. really okay. That's not even really a bad thing because it's so damn good. Like, all their verses are so great. Rick Ross comes in with a really nice verse to open up the song. Uh, the 6-9 diss I find hilarious. Yep. And I think Rick Ross is kind of highlighting here like how he realizes how much of an influence that 6 ix had on the young generation. And he really is calling him out for it. And yeah. I'm not really a 6 9 fan, so I'm, I, I can appreciate Rick Ross coming out and saying something like that. And then Meek Mill's verse, I think, is just one of his best ever, in my opinion. And unfortunately, he gets overshadowed by Jay-Z, which I'll talk about in just a second. But Meek Mill's verse here is amazing. I just love some of the lines he has here. Like his 250th show and they think I'm still selling crack line is just amazing. And he talks a lot about you know how flawed the pr and racist the prison system is. And he's really talking about his last couple of years, you know, being in yeah, jail, dealing with, all that. dealing with all this nonsense where, you know, he's made some minor mistakes and he's accepting that. He understands, hey, look, look, I've made a lot of these mistakes. And, you know, while they're minor, you know, I, regardless of whether how big or not they are, I, he feels that he doesn't necessarily deserve what he got. Like, and, yeah, and a I, for him. Yeah, and I sort of agree. You know what I'm saying? He didn't do anything that was necessarily, I won't get into his whole legal, you know, battle, but yeah. I, won't, I don't think he did anything that warranted a long, the long sentence that he really got. But anyway, he's really referring to a lot of the things here. He's talking about how uh, he's helped a lot of kids get into college and how he's really trying to sort of stop you know, gun violence in, in some of these rougher neighborhoods and, and communities in America yeah. and sort of how the judicial system has not really shown that or, and recognized really that. Part, yeah. yeah, recognized that of him. And then, but dude, Jay-Z comes in with probably like Unreal. one of the... I hate to go out on this limb, but I'm going to. I think it's one of Jay-Z's best verses in like a decade, if not his best verse in like the last decade. It was strong. Like, I, I was I mean, not expecting that. I mean, my God, man, did he come with some gas on this? <laughs> and then just lit the fire. Like, it was yeah. crazy. You know, comparing... the I love the line about him comparing uh, him and Ye to Mike Jackson and Prince. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, a cool... Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And, uh, you know, just talking about, you know, how society constantly wants to talk about numbers... And um, and not really focusing on the movements and the knowledge that we're we're sort of gaining from artists. Like yeah. everyone wants to talk about, oh, I sold this many art raps, or I have this many, or sorry, I this sold many this many album sales, or whatever. I've had this many streams, right? Like Jay Z doesn't care about any of that stuff. He's just like, hey, listen, I got all this money, and I can still give you a great sort of message in my music. Yeah, I don't care who hears he it. Didn't, he right? didn't need to dil like dilute whatever he wanted to say. In exactly. Order to get it. Really braggadocious cut uh, yep. from him, just in terms of his bars are super braggadocious. Dude, I love this song. Front to back. Uh, the beat is... I didn't even talk about the beat. I love that string refrain where it really blends really nicely with the bass and the synth line. I, I just think it's super catchy. It just It's ear-popping. It's grabbing. It's everything I want in a song like this. It's a great track. What's free? Jay-Z, Rick Ross... So my number five is, uh, I think I'm, these guys made it onto my honorable mentions, but I have MGMT with their new song, When You Die, off of their new album. I couldn't put the whole album onto my like top ten, because it was still a few uh, tracks that didn't really quite grab me, but this one had me coming back just over and over and over again. It is kind of like a big return to like a psychedelic rock style there's like this one weird guitar line in the background that's really not off-putting, but it's kind of eerie and disharmonious sounding that plays through the whole thing. So it gives you this really uneasy feeling. Their indie roots are kind of on display right up in the front of the song. The song itself is really, really minimalist. Um, like aside from that eerie guitar track, everything else is just kind of what you would expect out of an MGMT indie track. 
it's just so catchy. I yeah, I had something about something about that uh, like that instrumentation is just fantastic. It had me coming back all the time. Now I think we just realized something while we were doing this. <laughs> this is um, unreal. On for our number four song. So uh, uh, why don't we just say it all at once? So number four track we had strawberries. JID. <laughs> and both of us had this. So That's really funny. Yeah, number my number four. my number four track strawberries. Your number four track strawberries. I mean, we've talked a lot about this track. And this album. And this and album. This artist, Go like. check out our episode two if you haven't. Uh, our DiCaprio 2 review. We talked about Scrawberries a lot in detail because we oh, love yeah. that track. I think it's really funny that we both put it at number four, though. Yeah, that was... that was It was meant to be. That's it was hilarious. Meant to be. That's hilarious. <laughs> so we won't go any further with that. But yeah. number four, Scrawberries from both of us. Yeah. Baseline, uh, horns, like everything. Oh, the horns. Every, everything about this just track is just great. BJ's vocals. I mean, we won't go into depth, but... You're in for a really smooth track, great production, I was saying great this, vocals. I was like, saying this last night to a couple people I was out with. I don't think I've listened to a song so many times in such a short time frame than I have with Scrawberries. Yeah. I love it. It's everything yep. about it. Absolutely. But anyway, okay, so now we're into our number three. Yeah. That was easy. Right in. Yeah, right. That, was, that was perfect. That was that easy. That was perfect. Number four. Number three, Denzel Curry, mm-hmm. Sirens. Okay. Oh, J.I.D. again. Yeah, J.I.D. He pops up again. Yeah. Denzel Curry finally, you know, getting into the... I talked a lot of a lot of this when I talked about on the last episode with this album being as high as it is on my year-end list, yeah. with it being number two. This is my number three song of the year, and I just loved the fact that Denzel finally tar- started talking about some political and social commentary. Yeah, getting and a we, little deeper. Exactly. And we get a lot of that on this one track for sure. The piano synth hi-hat combo is just gorgeous. I love the chorus here. I don't even know who the female singer is on the chorus. Singing with, really enough singing with Denzel. Yeah. And they're kind of harmoniously singing together. And it's really great. It works. It really works really nicely. It's beautiful. And Denzel's aggressive vocals juxtapose really nice with the simple, catchy, like, piano uh, sample yeah. that is like on the, the track. Like, the simple sample almost kind of leaves room for that to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. I love his metaphorical lyricism. Uh, he switches his flow up multiple times on this track. He's just so engaging. I just, yeah. I love how engaging Denzel Curry is on a track. He just sounds very passionate about how the government is just trying to capture us in the same mindset. And he's really um, focused on, you know, the government sort of not controlling us, essentially. Yeah. And that's how he feels. And, and Jid comes in with an absolutely incredible verse. Fire verse. Yeah. Fire. It's just fire all along. He, his flow patterns are ridiculous. This is As one we've of my, all expected from, from Jid at this point, you know. This is, yeah. So The Sirens is one of my favorite tracks of the year. and uh, Deservingly so, man. One I, one I listen to all the time. Huge track. My number three is kind of out there. Um, this band, they made it on my top ten list uh, for the albums of the year. It's that Boston pop funk band, uh, Ripe. I had such a hard time picking a song, but I chose the song Downward. Like I said before, they're pop, they're funk, they're jazz, they're soul. It's everything kind of matched Everything they together. want you to be, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> like it, it, it's, it's just such smooth and great sounding, upbeat music. And I've mentioned before that their horn section is a really, really big point that like a lot of people go to to talk about uh, out of their music. The tasteful guitar that I said like is never really over the top. It's just kind of perfectly what it needs to be. And their front man, his vocals are just so powerful. He can switch from being like really restrained and kind of light with his vocal delivery to just almost like yelling up in your face. What it's not really yelling because he went to Berkeley, so we learned how to actually sing that yelling style. And all of these are kind of showing up in trobes on Downward. The lyrics to the song are seemingly about someone kind of falling in love with someone that they know are probably more toxic for them. And they kind of identify that right off the bat, but they just kind of let love pull themselves downward, name of the song, anyways. There's definitely a kind of funny or uh, interesting lyric where they're talking about how they know this is something that probably won't work out. And he says, like, I can... More or less looking into the future, he sees them fighting every morning, They and then they kiss like a warden, which I, I just thought that was a kind of funny imagery of, like, kissing like a warden. Just, I can imagine the most, like, dry, puckered, like you're kissing, like, drywall type, type lips on that <laughs> one. So, like, it's just a very, very descriptive image, I guess. But, I don't know, ripe downward, it's so funky, it's so upbeat. If you don't dance to this, you're probably a robot. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's such a great track. I, I love them. All right. Into our top two. Top two tracks of 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what if I told you that I don't have a single song from Iridescence 
on my top 25 just the, just the way we were structuring this top 25 list would you say you would be surprised I, I would i would probably call you a liar in some sense but i feel like there's a catch here there's a catch so number two uh-huh. is a brockhampton track see there we go but it's not anything off iridescence okay it's actually my favorite brockhampton track of the year and it has my favorite moment of the year okay which i'll say in just a second it's 1998 truman nice so this was when they were gonna put out their best years of our lives album and they were putting like all those tracks out like those singles yeah yeah, yeah, before, yep. yeah in the summertime they were putting out like i think it was 1999 wildfire another great track by the way go check that one out and then 1997 diana they were kind of going with the year yeah. sort of con- conceptual thing, and then they completely switched it up, and they're just like, "Forget it, we're just going to put out iridescence." Yeah, we're, we're not doing they, that. Yeah, they recorded iridescence, I believe, the, the, in like ten days or something like that wow. on Abbey Road, and they were just like, "Yeah, this is the one we want to put out, whatever." No kidding. But 1998 Truman is probably my favorite Brockhampton song of the year. My God, man, just this this track embodies what Brockhampton is and does all throughout. Uh, it's a total banger from the first half of the track, or I'd say the first maybe two thirds of the track total banger my favorite merlin hook i've heard in a while they all have great fantastic performances uh super energetic i love how matt champion and dom mclennan sort of play off each other in this song but man the beat switch on the back end of this song with bareface oh my dude it's my favorite moment of the year bareface comes in with this gorgeous falsetto and the guitar chord comes in a bit right so it's really really nice and then it switches again a little bit in again, and we get this really like these backing vocal samples with this drum progression. And then Kevin Abstract just comes in with these airy, spacey vocals, and he just keeps repeating, if I could erase who you thought I was, and there's just these great, like, like I said, vocal backgrounds, and it's just gorgeous. It's just yeah. a gorgeous, gorgeous moment. Definitely like my favorite Brockhampton track of the year. That that back end, if that back end of, the, of 1998 Truman could be a full-fledged song mm-hmm. uh, that'd be incredible it'd be incredible yeah. for me but again this just goes to show that everything brockhampton does there is something for everybody and the crazy juxtaposition between how abrasive and just kind of nuts this first half track is then comparably to, to the, the second to half. the second half yeah. 1998 truman go check this out it's a great track great track it's a great track my number two was actually already uh, mentioned earlier, so another time you got to spoil my top 25 list, return the favor. You Here know? we go. Um, but Anderson Pack, Bubbling. I just, man, I can't talk about how much I loved this track, especially through the summer because of, I mean, Bubbling. It was a bubbly, feel-good, upbeat style, style song. I feel like it was his first real venture into like a standard rap type song because the rest was more that like singer style. I might rap a little bit, but then I'm going to go back to like more singing my deliveries. And he pulled it off so well. It wasn't something I really expected out of him. It's not like I imagined him not being a good rapper, but I don't think I really pictured him being able to put together flows like that. And just even from like the very beginning, it's one of those songs that I could just see his Cheshire like cat smile right in my face. Like the whole time, I could tell in the booth he was grinning ear to ear the whole time he was recording it, and it comes off really well in the recording. It's just so happy. I know you mentioned like watch the video if you can watch the video because it's hysterical. There's funny lines in here about taking your mom to the Marriott. And like there's a hook that will just play in your head over and over and over again. You'll just one be thinking, one in the bag, bag bubbling. It's <laughs> like over and over again. It's in my head. It's fun. It's just so damn catchy. Like I yeah. love it, and especially like even in the uh, the beginning of the second verse is wicked funny too. Of like I'm gonna need all the fries you can give me, yeah. all the hot sauce. All like yeah. this. It's just so I don't know. Something about this track is really it's very won racy me over. too. Like just at the beginning with the beat when it comes in, it's like. Duh. Da-na-na-na. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just so it's just like upbeat. And it really is. It almost like it had like a per- like it had somewhere to be. Like it has yeah. like it has some kind of purpose. Very in colorful. Exactly. Uh. Like, oh man, I I love that track. I listened to it like multiple times daily through the whole summer. I imagine once the weather kind of starts turning around, as I we say when it's like fifty something degrees out in the dead of winter right now. But you know that's fine. But once the once the the weather starts warming back up, I can imagine this song is gonna be on a frequent rotation after that but that aside we're at number one number one tracks we have number one tracks of the year this is what's all been building towards yes yes so i won't go to yours yet yours i'm not surprised at whatsoever yeah (laughs) i won't even go there yet my number one track of the year 
is going to go to Kid Sea Ghosts Reborn. Wow. My favorite track uh, by far from this album. Now, I know what you're thinking, Mike, you said only one Kanye West, or no, you only said one song per artist. No, it's a totally different album. This was off Kid Sea Ghosts, the other one was off EA. So different artists. Different, different artists on Spotify. Technically. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's where my technicality is here. All right. So. <laughs> Our show, I'm going with it. My yeah, rules. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Anyway. Oh, man. I loved this song. I, I listened to the song all the freaking time. I love Kanye West on this uh, song. It's not even my favorite part of the song, but Kanye is really great on this. He brings one of my favorite verses he's dropped in quite a while. Mm-hmm. I love some of his lyrics here. Like, I was off the chain. I was often drained. Off the meds was called insane. I want all the rain. I want all the pain. I want all the smoke, all the blame. He's talking about, you know, just bring it all to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And one of my favorite lines was cardio, audio, let me jog your brain. Yeah. I love the play on words there, the metaphor. This overall, just this song, the message is just incredible about, you know, moving forward from the dark times that we all inevitably will go through in our lives. Yeah. And I just love the sentiment there. But for me, what makes this track so amazing, and you're referring a little bit back to it with Fourth Dimension, where it brings me back. To soundtrack to my life yeah. specifically that kind of cuddy that song even cuddy for me returns to form here and it's tenfold on this track just that classic cuddy sound like that we all night, have the, like, yeah you know. man like i just love the piano sample it's lush it's gorgeous the the chorus is so catchy mm-hmm. you know ain't no stress on me load yeah, oh, I'm moving forward. Like I just love that. Keep moving forward. Like that sentiment yeah. is so great. Mm-hmm. And even though it's so repetitive and it's a little, it is a little bit drawn out towards the end. I won't lie, but it's so catchy. And it's like I feel like this would be an amazing track to get, you know, Cuddy to perform live in front of a huge crowd. And everybody just just to be in that feeling and in that moment of like keep moving forward. You yeah. know what I mean? Regardless of what happens to you in life, keep freaking moving forward. Yeah. So. You know, and this is a song I just go back to when I'm having a tough day, man. You know what I mean? Like I've gone through a lot, like, or whatever, in that day or that week or whatever the case may be. I throw this song on and I'm good, man. Like, I love love this song. Uh, It was probably my most played song of the year. And, yeah. Easy, easy for a number one choice. That's a a solid list topper, man. That's a solid list topper. I definitely agree with the, uh, like, the feelings of it being back to, like, the original Kid Cudi I just mentioned kind of gave me off like the or gave off those day and night feels and especially in the in the hook my number one of the year unsurprisingly also saba prom king um shocker yeah shocker there that saba took my album and my song of the year and the song that i talked about the most during the album list is also my song of the year but this this song uh, i mean this album in general just kind of blew me away clearly by taking the top spots on both my lists but this song was kind of the pinnacle of the album i felt like where the album spent a lot of time talking about saba's life growing up and just kind of living in the chicago area but prom king does all of that in a much more condensed setting where it basically starts us off talking about him first becoming friends with his cousin walter and they're like helping him get a prom date and so then he helped walter pay for his tux they go to like different proms and then they have they go to the same after party but there was some kind of altercation at the after party there's just so much detail kind of laid throughout the story that really pulls you into it and makes you feel like you're living there like he talks about the girl that he took on the date her brother like came up to him and put a knife to his neck and was like oh if you like touch her love her make you miss her i'm a like i'm gonna kill you basically it was you know doing the typical older brother mm-hmm. rundown of like you better make sure she has a good night and she's back by 11 or something like that so it's like really giving you these details to pull you in and then especially the beat starts kind of picking up about halfway through and it's talking about like walter getting a scholarship to go to school for basketball Saba is trying to make the rapper thing happen but he has like this funny conversation with his grandfather about like oh you're going down the same road your father went down like I know where that leads and they they talk about how they were like trying to get into uh, open mic at some point and the lady's like obviously the lady couldn't read the paper because they just kept skipping them so eventually they just kind of forced their way on stage and it's really cool to hear all of this get talked about like their come up together and unfortunately as like the song and the story ends up going his cousin Walter ended up getting I think it was like stabbed or something something horribly tragic for something as petty as his jacket and he even mentions like saying he saw him buy the jacket he wished he could have switched it with his and Walter got killed for a coat now he's trying to cope with that so the whole thing kind of really makes you realize how how much losing someone affects you 
because he paints this whole story, this beautiful story of like growing up with Walter, having these memories with Walter, and then at the very end, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, and then he got killed for something stupid. And I think that it really gives you that feeling of dread of like, why did this happen? What could we have done differently? It's just the storytelling behind this song is what really made it my number one. I could talk about the production. I could talk about how his flows. I could talk about the sound of it, but it was really the story that kind of sold it for me. Yeah, you've been mentioning a lot of the storytelling of not only this song, but the album in general is what yeah. made, well, it, it's, made it for you, really. Yeah, you know? it's, it's why so. I earned both my number one spots. Like To be able to make a song that is sonically nice to listen to and at the same time has that level of depth to it, there's no other way I could have put this on my list without it being my number one. So yeah, Saba, Prom King, number one track of the year for me. And there you have it. Those are our best tracks of 2018. Thank you for hopping on this bandwagon with us. Yeah, and listening to us. Yeah, for the start of 20, uh, or for the, excuse me, for the back end of 2018. 2018, beginning of 2019, whenever you end up listening, I guess. Yeah. I hope that uh, you guys stick stick with us throughout 2019. Yeah. And we'll be bringing this back we'll do a mid-year review i would assume get some midterm exams some midterm know. exams i would agree that <laughs> then, sounds like a plan another year of finals but yeah it's, that's it for the finals this year i guess so yeah as always follow us on instagram mm-hmm. uh find this post on our postings and you know talk about your favorite songs what did you yeah. like this year what do you think should have gone on our lists what do you think we didn't listen to this year that we should what do you think didn't deserve to be on our lists yeah like give us give us anything you got anything you got Alrighty, thank you for listening. As always, yeah. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We're the Turntable Teachers. And class is dismissed. <laughs>